Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. This is episode number 49 of the Intersections podcast. I have the special privilege today of interviewing Representative Cindy Munson, House District 85. And Cindy, the reason why I chose you for number 49 is because you were my second guest. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would say victim yet. I no. I don't, I don't victimize <laughs> people. But, but uh, uh, the, you were my second guest mm-hmm. uh, on this show, and I thought that that was so cool, you know, that you could have said, no, you know, I need to have more important people interview me and whatever. And you just s- said, yeah, sure. You know, it was like not even a, not even a thought process for you. <laughs> I had, I had written a couple of stories about you for Red Dirt Report mm-hmm. at that time. And, uh, uh, so it was a very productive interview. It was like right after you had been elected. That was, that was quite a ride. And I'll ask you about that in a minute. But uh, now here you are, you're running again, aren't you? Now, uh, just just kind of lead off by by telling us how many times you have run for this office now in how many years. Yes, I have ran for um, this seat, House District 85, three times in two years, two and a half years, um, almost three. I started my campaign in 2014 in the middle of 2013. So I have been running for the same position nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll officially, my first official long-term break would be November 9th of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Which I doubt a break is coming. It's, it's pretty much that way for uh, House of Representatives at the state level and the House of Representatives at the at the national level. It's mm-hmm. it, it's really if you're in any house that's called Representatives mm-hmm. in this country, um, it's it's almost a, a continuous campaign, isn't yes. it? Because it's like every two years, here we go, we're running again, we're knocking doors again. Here we go, here we go. Now, why? So so if it's every two years, mm-hmm. explain to our listeners who might not know, mm-hmm. probably many of them know, but they might not know why you've run for this office so yeah. many times. Yeah. Kind so, of explain the time. Yeah. My experience and journey has been a little bit unique. Um, when I ran in 2014, I lost. And then the following year in 2015, the current yeah. state representative passed away. So I... Um, filed for the special election. Yes. Yes. Uh Representative David Dank. Uh Um, and so the special election ran from May of 2015 until September of 2015. So in a normal election year, should Representative Dank still be alive and running for office, he would be likely running for reelection in 2016. So I'm essentially following the normal reelection schedule, which is every two years. Right. So in this election, you are back into sync again. The, yes. fir- the first time you ran, you were in sync with mm-hmm. the whole election cycle. And then because of his death, you, you just turned right around and ran again. Mm-hmm. And, and now, and now you got elected and now you're back into have sync to turn around and with, do it again. with the two year cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I essentially have not stopped. I've had, you know, a little break in between there, but 
<laughs> yeah, this has been ongoing, but but an interesting journey. But it's been a good one. So have have you had people asking you that now? You really made it a point to to knock your way th- clear through this district several times, mm-hmm. both times that you ran previously, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, where are you in the door knocking? Yeah, process? I am um, on my second pass. So I started your second over. pass. So this this would be which pass through the district? <laughs> Total, start, starting with the first one, the first time you ran. Oh, I think it's six or seven now. So you've been through because this district, I've gone six, through. Yeah. Um, it may even be a little higher than that during my special election. I got through a little bit faster. Right. And I think I went because through people thir- three and a half you. or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was yeah. so fresh and they're going, what? Why are you doing you this? You again? Yeah. Why? yeah and when I, I started in... knocking in January, it was really awkward to ask for people to reelect me when I hadn't really done anything yet. <laughs> so I would tell people I haven't done anything good, but I also haven't done anything bad. Yeah. You haven't <laughs> so, made any bad mistakes. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and now I'm, I'm start, now that I'm go- starting over, I have, um, gotten the sense that people are now even more familiar with me and my campaign. Right. And so right. that's encouraging, you know, I'll knock doors now and people will say, Oh, I know who you are. You don't have mm-hmm. to give me anything. I know, <laughs> you know, and it's not in a negative way. It's, you right. know, I know it's how like, to get hey, a hold of you. There's Cindy. Yeah. yeah. And so that's encouraging. And it takes a long time. I mean, it's taken mm-hmm. almost three years to get yeah. to this point. I mean, when I first started knocking doors, I was a complete stranger. Very few people really cared right. who I, right. about who well, I was. So, so. everything's slower that way. And mm-hmm. you have to slow down, give people time to kind of comprehend who you are. And mm-hmm. wait a minute, who, what, wait a minute, what district am I in? What right. district am I in? Yeah. I remember when Jennifer Seal was first running, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in your district. And so Jennifer Seal was running for that thing. And the first time she knocked on my door, I went, wait, wait, what, who, what are you, you know? And I, I just thought, okay, if I just do the math on this and multiply that out, this has got to be a painstaking process yes. here to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's just a real test of your patience. Yeah. Isn't it? Patience, endurance, perseverance, you know, especially in Oklahoma with the heats, the heat that we have during the summers. It is right. in this summer, the humidity was just unbearable some days, but, um, I think it, you know, for voters, it shows the commitment that you have to the job and it's an important piece to the job, regardless of how, um, there are days that could be less enjoyable than others. But the good thing is I, I really enjoy being outside and talking to people. Uh So that really helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, my evenings are taken, you know, I see families and, and individuals, you know, eating dinner, watching football, <laughs> you know, coming back from running errands. It's like, <laughs> I don't even know how to do those things anymore, you know, and you just kind of um, do those vicariously right. through your members of your district. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, being pretty, I don't know, I have to be really picky about my schedule and the things that I do to get things done at a certain time. And it's like, if I go one minute over and I am always running late or leaving early, you know, you know, but I have to keep on a pretty strict schedule so I can stay on top of it. Yeah. So you just left a meeting and came over here. Your house just happened to be the most convenient place for us to meet. I'm (laughs) completely mobile. As listeners know, they hear all kinds of weird stuff in the background all the time. Uh, This is probably the quietest, most serene. Right. No interruptions. Yeah. (laughs) And I will have to change and then go start knocking doors. Go start knocking doors. So as soon as you get this Dickerson guy out of your, out of your (laughs) kit, out of your, 
out of your eating area here. Yeah. You're going to change clothes and uh, get out and start knocking doors mm-hmm. again. Um, it, tell me, tell me what you think the advantages are. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. Seems like to me it'd be a real temptation for you know for somebody just to try to do an air war you know just just call people on the phone and mm-hmm. and uh, get get people to tell them yeah bring a sign over to my house you know mm-hmm. whatever and you know it just seemed like to me that would that would be that'd be a real temptation it mm-hmm. would it would seem like kind of the right way to do it because how many how many people are in your I mean, how many houses, households are in your district? There's roughly, each representative roughly represents somewhere between 35 and 37,000 residents. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So that's a, that's a real temptation to me. That would be a real temptation right there. Let's just do an air war here. Let's, let's not try to do a ground war. Uh, but, but, um, at this level, this really is retail Mm -hmm. politics, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, re- it, it really is, you know, like you're like a state representative really does. They, you know, you really do need to get to know the people in mm-hmm. your district, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about relationship building and yeah. seeing each other eye to eye. And right. I think at this level, um, though there's even more localized levels, elected yeah. official, um, or elected positions, but you know, at this, at this level, I can, I can drive around my district. I can, mm-hmm. you know, see the people that I represent. And, and right. I think it's important that I know where they live, what neighborhood that they live in and what issues are important to them. Yeah. And really the best way to do that is to show up on their doorstep because we could send mail and do phone calls. And, and that certainly is a part of the campaign, sure, but yeah. you know, making yeah, you that you are a, doing that, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we have volunteers going out and different right. things like that. Mm-hmm. But, and part of that is reminders of the voting date and right. any, if they have any questions or yeah. need help, with anything um but the best way to get in contact with people is to just show up on their doorstep and (laughs) because people are living their lives and um you know even if they have an issue and they love to call me or have intentions on calling Mm -hmm. me or emailing me that it doesn't happen um and my schedule is kind of crazy too and i try my very best to get back to every phone call and every email Mm -hmm. and every Mm -hmm. facebook post and every way of communication but um you know, either way, I will end up on their doorstep at some point. And, and I think even during the non-campaigning years or the non-election years, we should be out talking to people. It, it yeah. shouldn't be abnormal. Yeah. Why don't we just kind of let that lead into what do you think are, are the advantages now that, now that you're an incumbent, now that mm-hmm. you're the state representative in this district, what are some of the advantages to you as a state representative that you knocked through the district that mm-hmm. many times? Um, I think the main advantage is that I, I know how people feel about issues <laughs> and dur- I knocked doors during session. And so whatever we were working on that week, I brought it up, you know, to voters, some knew, some didn't. Um, right. but I tried my best to get their take and what their perception was on mm-hmm. what we're doing and their ideas and, and how they would like me to vote or, and did we always agree? Not necessarily, right. but I at least know what the people in my district are thinking and how I can mm-hmm. best represent them. Um, so I think that's the the greatest advantage I have. I was just telling some people a few minutes ago in my meeting that I was in that though this has been a very challenging and difficult, um, 
the campaigns have all been very intense. They've never been easy. Right. And, um, you know, I certainly, there are days that I wish it would be a little easier, but right. at the end of the day, I feel like I have such a broader perspective on, on various issues. And regardless of if there are those in the district who disagree with me, which there are, sure, they feel that they can still talk to me or share right. their opinion and their thoughts. Um, knowing that, you know, they're not always going to have a representative that agrees with them 100%. But as long as we have a relationship and we're talking mm -hmm. and, and getting to know the reasons why we, we feel certain ways on particular issues. Um, and, and usually it is less about politics. It's more about background experience right. and the knowledge right. that we each have on certain issues. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, I think, you know, Obviously, I'm a politician. I yeah. am working in politics. However, I'm also a leader, and I also mm -hmm. am somebody that the people in my community can lean on. I get, in fact, I just had a voicemail left on my phone about an issue with DHS that one of my constituents mm -hmm. is working through, and and those are things that I can, you know, walk alongside them and help them, um, hopefully, solve the problem and work with the agency mm -hmm. that we're needing to work with. And so. This job is just so much bigger than writing legislation and voting on different issues. Right, yeah. um, and when you go door to door and as often and as much as I have, um, and I know other candidates have, you really start to get to know people on a personal level. Right, and, yeah. you know, people tell me about things that have changed. I mean, in just less than a year, the people that have passed away or have gotten married or had children or jobs have changed, you know, those are, and just that they know that somebody cares and that they're listening. Um, I always also get, you know, you may not remember me, but it's like, no, I, I remember <laughs> you and I know exactly that many times where you through live. The and, yeah. It occurs to me that, that people used to expect their pastor to know mm -hmm. those, those things about them. But, but now in the days of, of the mega church, mm -hmm. uh, there might be somebody in their small group at church who knows those things about them, but their pastor doesn't. Right. The guy up there preaching on Sunday doesn't, but you do. Yeah. So as much as possible. I mean, yeah, I, as much I would as like to memorize names a little bit better or, you know, sometimes I will merge two different people's names or <laughs> I will envision someone's house in one neighborhood, but it's actually in another neighborhood right, and that yeah. happens. But Overall, I could, if you've spent time with me and talked to me and um, mm -hmm. allowed us to get to know each other, then I will remember. So when you're working on legislation, you actually have certain people in mind who mm -hmm. you really kind of have a pretty good read. This is how they're going to respond to mm -hmm. this. This is, this is who these people are. This is what they would want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like you said, you actually go out and knock doors and say, what do you think about this? Right. Or just call somebody on the phone and say, mm -hmm. what do you think about And we that? use um, my campaign team and I, and then my assistant um, while I was in, in office, we, we, we would send out our, Obviously, I'm still in office, but during session, <laughs> during we would, session. yeah, we would send out emails with um, updates on what was going on in the legislature and then would ask for feedback. Right. And then I would post on Facebook or Twitter right. and, you know, about a certain bill or mm -hmm. a certain mm -hmm. issue. And I would ask for thoughts. And mm -hmm. it's amazing when you ask people their opinion, they will share it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so will. there's different avenues, you know, using social media. Then we used email through my office um, and then also the I mean, going door to door and asking people, you know, showing up on their doorstep on Saturday and saying, what do you think about this bill? Have you yeah. heard of it? You know, um, you know, it's pretty surprising for people, which I think we should, we shouldn't, our voters and our constituents right. shouldn't really be that surprised, but. Well, they're not surprised because you've been by their house that many times. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, Cindy's here to talk to me about yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. About this stuff. <laughs> and, and, 
so people can either say, yeah, I want to talk to you about that or no, I don't, but they, mm-hmm. they know that you were there asking. Right. 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 And, and it, for people who disagree with you, mm-hmm. um, and, and just, you know, think that surely, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton is calling you and giving you orders, directors, yes. <laughs> you know, whatever, uh, that, that, that still that dynamic is the difference between having a representative who disagrees with you mm-hmm. and having a representative who just dismisses you. Correct. Uh, I've, I've heard people across the state mm-hmm. um, talk about how when they try to contact their representative, mm-hmm. that, that they, uh, they really uh, feel dis dismissed. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, they don't even call back or whatever. And, and so um, even when somebody dis- disagrees with you, um, is that, is that the difference? Yeah. I think, um, I have many conversations where I will hear many different perspectives on certain yeah. issues and people will sometimes say, you know, you'll probably disagree with me or you won't like what I have to say or I'll <laughs> offend you. But I always tell them, you know, I'm showing up to your door because yeah. I want to listen and I will never dismiss or discount right. your experience or your background. <laughs> um, because I would want that same respect, you know, I do want that same respect. And I want us to realize that we have different experiences and different perspectives. But once we've shared that, how do we move forward on whatever issue we may be working on, whether, or maybe we're not working on anything at all, but trying to build a relationship and Mm -hmm. trust. And I have, I've actually seen that happen too, where people have been dismissed or ignored. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a shame that we tell people to come to the Capitol, talk to your representative, talk to your Senator, speak up, Mm -hmm. tell them what you think. And then we ignore them or run away from them because we disagree or we think, oh, they have crazy ideas Mm -hmm. or, you know, at the end of the day, my job is to represent these people. And if I'm going to do that well, then I need to hear all sides and all perspectives, even if it makes me uncomfortable. And I've actually gotten to the point where I enjoy, Mm -hmm. I always have, I always love to learn and, (laughs) and just think, how did this person come to this conclusion with that information? But I have, you know, just shaking my head. Yes. And in agreement with being in agreement with everyone is kind of boring. (laughs) You know, now I, you know, I kind of like the challenge a little bit, um, because we learn so much more about each other. And that I think at the end of the day is the most important thing. Is that, is that an element of moderation then? Can you, can you really be that responsive of a representative at the state level and, and get your marching orders from, you know, someplace out of state? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, the, the, the things that go on, especially with these local elections during a presidential Mm -hmm. election saying, Mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so, you know, especially Democratic candidates in Oklahoma that were mentored by President Obama or Secretary yeah. Hillary Clinton or, I mean, that's just insane. I always tell people, you know, <laughs> I'm a normal, everyday person just like you are. I, there's no way these people have my phone number or yeah, right. care what it is that I'm doing or how I'm voting, you know, and I... I have to, sometimes I do have to remind people of that at the door, that you're yeah. going to get a mail piece that says Cindy Munson is just like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She's her best friend or, you know. Talk and I every just, night on the phone. Right. Surely I, <laughs> We have each other's cell phone numbers. Yeah. So I try and expose all of that mm-hmm. in person and right. say, you know, I know that that is coming to your, to your mm-hmm. mailbox, but I'm really hoping that you took our conversation seriously enough that yeah. if you really yeah. feel that way, and you agree with the mail piece or a phone call, mm-hmm. 
that you would pick up the phone and call me and ask me and talk to me and, and realize that I am an Oklahoman and I live in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. most of the time down the street from you. So, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you have access to me. Right. And so I don't really, I don't, I think, you know, those are just distraction pieces and mm-hmm. I try to remind people of that. However, I will say that I represent an area that I really believe and know is a well-educated, well-informed electorate. Mm -hmm. And I don't think those mail pieces or phone calls sway as many people as, as others may perceive that to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just kind of a reality of politics. Yeah, it is. And always somebody throwing rocks at you. Right. And you know, it's going to happen and you just have to keep pushing through (laughs) and you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) a while, a while ago you talked about that that you'd just gotten a text from somebody saying they needed some help with the DHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's called casework, mm-hmm. isn't it? And it's and it's a part of being a representative mm-hmm. that that most people just just don't even think of or don't right. even understand. Talk some about about effective casework. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just yeah. just kind of explain that aspect because you know most of us we might see you on our front front doorstep. You know mm-hmm. you you've knocked on my door before, and um um so and and other candidates have over the over the years. And uh, but but I I never <clears throat> I never called them and asked them to do any casework for me. You know to solve a problem. That's mm-hmm. that's just basically solving problems for right. your constituents. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I. I think you're absolutely right that a lot of voters or constituents don't realize that those of us at the Capitol have access to these agencies and part of our job is to work alongside the agencies with our constituents. And if there's a service or a program or or some kind of hiccup that they're going through, that our job is to, you know, kind of step in and figure out what the problem is. And sometimes it is a miscommunication. Sometimes it's a problem that needs to be brought to our attention as legislators so that when we're going into session and we're introducing legislation, if there's something that we need to do legislative, um, we have to have legislative action to fix it. Mm-hmm. We need to be aware of it. Right. So um, DHS is probably the agency I work with the most, but it also has allowed me to um, understand what it is that they're going through and what they're trying right. to do. Right. Um, it's, and it's not necessarily to, create enemies or blame mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. It's to understand what, what the problem is and what, what steps individuals or families are taking right. and what's not right. being um, solved or how they're not being responded to. So, you know, during session uh, while I, well, while I was campaigning, both times in 2014 and 2015, I met with families on the door who have children with disabilities and have um, mm-hmm. sort of been getting different messaging around the waiting list issue Um here in our state and with DHS. And so once I got elected, that was one of the first things I worked on. I contacted DHS, I contacted the lobbyist, and I also worked with um, the um, Council on Disabilities to help me with these families to mm-hmm. figure out what the problem is. And now that's led me to attending meetings on the waiting list and to understand who's on mm-hmm. the waiting list and why mm-hmm. and how long and to figure out what little I can do or what big change I can make to this waiting list process. So, but I was able to connect these families to resources that they weren't even aware of. Now that's, that's, that's kind of in your wheelhouse anyway. And mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you didn't used to work for Hillary Clinton or no, Barack Obama or no. even in, in fact, have you ever worked for any other legislator in the past? 
No, I have I worked mean, on I, campaigns, but yeah. on like <laughs> campaigns, but yeah. that's it. Tell us, tell us what you did before you became a state representative. Yeah, prior to running for office, I worked for the girl, and while I was running for office, honestly, I worked for the Girl Scouts of Western Oklahoma, and I managed all of our community outreach programs. So I was working in schools. Um, I worked closely with the Office of Juvenile Affairs and the Oklahoma City Housing Authority, and so I was working in a a in an organization that our whole job was to build up girls and and help them with their leadership skills and leadership development. But in the areas that I was working in, it also required me to connect girls and their families to resources if they needed them. Hmm. And so, you know, my eyes and ears are always open on ways to partner with others or figure out, you know, if I can't solve the problem, who can? Um, and I think that I've taken a lot of those skills with me mm-hmm. to the legislature mm-hmm. and, right. um, and, you know, working with the Girl Scouts, not every girl or every family member agreed with everything that we did or what we were doing. And, <laughs> and that's and, the Girl Scouts. Exactly. And, and who Hardly could ever a controversial dis- yeah. organization. <laughs> who could ever disagree with the Girl Scouts? And yeah. so, um, you know, I've learned to work with different types of people and, yeah, and yeah. seeing their challenges and situations and really trying to put myself in their situation and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, if I were in their shoes, what resources what I, you know, try and, and get or what, you know, what are my challenges and barriers for a successful day or life or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. And I feel like that's a really important piece as a state representative as well. Do people, do you, do, do people call you about those things because they know that you already know a lot about that? Do you think? You know, um, a, while, a while ago, you talked quite a bit about about mm-hmm. about the casework you were doing. It seems to be all kind of in that mm-hmm. that realm. Yeah, um, I think a lot of individuals who have, if they have, you know, if, if at some point they have been working with DHS or have, mm-hmm. um, you know, what working with DHS or other agencies for a while, they know they can contact their legislator. But when I'm out talking to people on, when I'm going door to door, some people don't want to talk about anything. And I understand (laughs) sometimes. Um, but I always say, if you ever need anything, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anything, it doesn't matter if you think I can solve the problem right then and there or not, you are always welcome to call or email me. Um, and yeah, I get, I haven't gotten any requests that were super unique, but there are some things that, you know, I may not be able to solve, but I can direct them to a phone number or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, again, if there's, if there's some kind of issue that that individual keeps running into, then maybe we need to do a little more digging and and help them out. So it's, there's definitely a huge customer service piece too, to this job. And, you know, um, and that means just going uh, above and beyond then, Mm -hmm. you know, just writing bills and, and things of that so nature. the so the best casework is is advocacy oh yeah yeah, yeah. advocacy yeah. and you know I'm when I have been working with these agencies again not necessarily coming at them in a negative way right. but advocating for my constituents and trying right. to figure yeah. out and then also hearing from the agency and saying you know what is the if there is a miscommunication right. what right. is it and how can I how can I even clarify right. this for those that I'm serving? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, mainly issues around, um, children with disabilities, um, foster care right. services. Right. And I, I knock on a lot of doors of, mm-hmm. um, some more elderly voters as well who need access yeah. to care for their medical bills and expenses. Right now I'm working and trying to find, um, an organization that takes care of healthcare bills and, um, for a constituent who is, who's living off of retirement and social security, you know? And so 
I think that for me, I'm, I should be a resource hub too, and really know what's going on in our mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and in our state and who, you know, sometimes it's just a lack of information or right. not quite sure where to find the resource. And I think, or who if, to talk to, some correct. people just don't know who to call. So right. they call you, right, right. right. Which is okay. Yes. That's all right. It's perfectly fine. If you're and the welcome. only one in government, yeah, to call then, yeah. then because they've talked to you on their doorstep. Right. Before. And we're leaders of our community. Those of us who are elected, I mean, and that's mm-hmm. why we get invited to events and meetings oh, yeah. and we tour different facilities yeah. and things of that nature. And the point is to really understand what's going on. And then if, mm-hmm. if some, someone's name pops up or right. something pops up when I'm talking to them, then I can connect them or direct them that way. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite part of the job, really. <laughs> it would, it would almost have to be, or you would just like completely just whack out. Yeah. It? Just yeah. Completely. yeah. And I'm still figuring out ways, the most efficient way to do it mm-hmm. and um, how to make, you know, sometimes I will get suggestions like, you know, if, if we knew what you were doing on this or if there are ways that we could contact you, it's like, okay, so what am I doing, um, in terms of communication and right. getting the information out? Yeah. If not everyone is getting it, are there different avenues that I need to be, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. going down or, um, better, just figuring out better ways to communicate. And you Some hear people like, like the that phone by, or, by being out there. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll, you know yeah. I'll get suggestions are. all the time. And then right. I'll say, well, I do send out an email or, mm-hmm. you know, we post on, I, I post on Facebook right. regularly or Twitter and they'll say, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know which email should I sign up on or, you know, yeah, and yeah. so I try yeah. and, and educate them, mm-hmm. but that takes time. Well, know? and it's easier when you're just face to face with somebody isn't it. Yeah. Cause you can smile. Yeah. 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 And they see me as a human. And I think that's the most important piece is Mm -hmm. that when you're looking someone in the eye, though, you know, there have been times when, um, my experiences on the door haven't been pleasant. Um, and for those of you who haven't been pleasant, I do remember you (laughs) (laughs) and, and I would, I will always be there for you and serve you 100%, but I do remember. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think when we, and especially when people welcome me into their home and, and it just kind of breaks down all of those mm-hmm. political barriers yeah, that we yeah. think we need to have. And that I think you're a real person. Right. Yeah. And on the Not local level, name. we should right. be able to know each other a little deeper than that mm-hmm. and, um, allow, allow me to advocate for you. And also again, mm-hmm. going back to disagreements, feeling comfortable enough to call me and say, I disagree with you and right. here's why. Yeah. Um, and know that they won't be dismissed. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. that you'll really hear that. Yeah. And one of the ways they find that out is by disagreeing with you standing on their doorstep. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so my whole goal in this job, other than being the best representative that I can be and, and working on some issues I really feel are important is to change people's perception of government and, mm-hmm. um, what a politician is and right. and who they can be. And so I don't I don't ever want to be in a place where um it gets too comfortable and and everything <laughs> will work itself out. You know, I I am pretty committed to always doing the work. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I'm not perfect. I certainly complain some days and I would much <laughs> rather and I sometimes and I've learned this this go around, I've learned to take breaks when I need to right, and yeah. um, not to burn myself out yeah, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, my job is to be highly accessible um, and mm-hmm. that and for also for voters to be to give some grace. And, and you know, we're not 
perfect. I remember the first time I ran and I would hear things like, oh, they didn't email me back or I've called so many times. And I just think I remember as the first time candidate thinking I would never do something <laughs> like that, you know, but it, but it's easier to miss those beats. Than Absolutely. You thought, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And now mm-hmm. that I'm elected, I mean, and we have email, Facebook, Twitter, right, Instagram, yeah. phone yeah. numbers, text messages. People will use all different ways to get a hold of me. And so yeah. sometimes I do miss them or, um, you know, I, you know, maybe I didn't follow up in enough time that I was supposed to, or, you know, but I will say nothing falls on deaf ears. I certainly know what is going on, but I wish we had just a little more time in the day, <laughs> you know, so I could focus on that. Right, but, right. you know, I will say running for office and being in office in terms of maybe going back to your question about what it's like after being elected is, is the balance of, you know, being the elected person while being a candidate. Yeah. That's an interesting balance and continual candidacy. Oh, yeah, candidacy yeah, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I will say going door to door has actually taken me a little bit longer because when you are the representative, right. people do have more questions and they are mm-hmm. a little more apt to converse with you. And so that's, that's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might really know your record and oh, really yeah. have some oh, yeah. real, real pointed qu- questions oh, yeah. to ask you. It's like, oh, yeah. well, I don't understand why you voted on this one thing right. or something. Right. right. Yeah. And they need an so explanation of the time. legislation yeah. or the process mm-hmm. that it went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, this is what I read in, in the newspaper. So can you tell me how it really was or what happened yeah. from your perspective? And um my favorite part of knocking doors now is, is getting back on the doorsteps of people who are really interested in the journey and what mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. and wanting to know how I feel about everything. <laughs> and, you know, the fact that they really care is, is right. so nice and kind, yeah. you know, yeah. but for many of these people, they've seen me come by three or four times and right. they're like, okay, so what's the story? Tell us everything. <laughs> How's it going? You know? Yeah. And so, um, that makes a good counterbalance to somebody who might be oh, having yeah. a bad day or oh, yeah. they've been watching, you know, my, my mom used to watch Fox news mm-hmm. all day long, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that it was just a steady diet. And I, I was really amazed that, you know, she wasn't any more strident in her thoughts, you right. know, is a kind of a testament to her, I mm-hmm. think more than anything else. Uh, but I would go over to visit her and just the city, you know, if you just sit and just listen to Fox news all mm-hmm. day, it's like, wow. Yeah. So I'm in hopes that with Roger Ailes, not there anymore, yeah. that it might, <laughs> it might, uh, kind of, uh, center, center mm-hmm. a little bit better now. Yeah. Uh, but boy, just 15 minutes or 30 minutes of sitting there talking to mom and it's like, Okay, she's listening to this all day long. Right, right. A lot of people are repeating what they hear. Yeah, exactly. And the great thing is that a majority of people are pretty moderate. And they, you know, or they're conservative on some issues or, yeah, yeah, or progressive on others. And, um, but for me, it's all about learning more about that person and and where they're coming from. Again, if you have an experience or have, grown up a certain way or I can't discount those things. That's right. You know, Yeah. but my job is like you said, not, not to dismiss, but to disagree and listen. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I'm trying to prove that it is possible. I think it is. And, and, you know, I walk away from some conversation, scratching my head and thinking, how did we even get to that place? You know, with that (laughs) subject, but there are many more times where I learn so right. much about people's lives and what they've done throughout mm-hmm. their lives or how they got to Oklahoma or how they got to their neighborhood or what they do in their work. And, and a lot of times if people don't have a question or any, any thoughts on policy ideas, I try to, you know, what do you do? Where do you work? You know, do you have kids? Tell me something <laughs> because I can always find a connection to something that right. we've worked on. That's right. 
And I want to show that you've got to be involved and you have to pay attention because there is something going on in the legislature that you will be interested in. Um, but you just need to know that it impacts you or is you're connected to it in some way. Well, uh, Cindy Munson, representative for House District 85, now the incumbent. Yes. Still knocking doors. Yes. All the way until Election Day at work, 7 p.m. <laughs> working your way through the neighborhoods, the various neighborhoods. Um, as I would say to any politician, much, much luck to you. Thank you. And a very productive campaign, as I would wish any politician, your opponent included. Yes. Uh, and and so much productivity there. I, I think the more people who are in the mix, the better. And, yes, and, I agree. And so uh, very much luck to you and a very productive campaign. Uh, and much productivity with the people who talk to yeah. you as well. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. I'll let you get out and start knocking yeah. doors now. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson. <laughs>